Hi friends, welcome back to the Creating Eden podcast. I am your host, Eden. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about coming back to not only my truth, but our truth, your truth. Coming back to truth, what that means, how we do that, (laughs) Um, and the practices that we can create uh, in order to support that. So um, one of my values, something that I care very, very deeply about is authenticity. And for me, authenticity um, is kind of synonymous with the expression of my truth. Not kind of, it is synonymous with the expression of my truth. Um, Authenticity is what is true for me when I'm sharing my authentic expression. It is sharing my true, honest expression. So um, what does it mean to come back to my truth? I'll speak from I statements and uh, my own experience to begin. Um, Yeah, what does it mean to come back to my truth? For me, what that means is to release all of the excess noise, all of the external noise, um, and real, not real, but like tangible, um, understandable uh, examples of that is other people's opinions, other people's voices and projections, um, layers of conditioning that I have, uh, you know, act a certain way, talk a certain way, uh, do this and do that a certain way, Um, as well as like society's, you know, the pressure that society places on us to um, show up in a way that is deemed acceptable or the norm um, by society, things like that. So um, there was a time in my life where I didn't even know what my truth was. I didn't even know who I was. I didn't know what my values were. I didn't know what I cared about. I didn't even know what I liked. Um, I didn't know how to talk like Eden. I didn't know how to cry like Eden. I didn't know how to be Eden. I didn't know who Eden was. And you know, I'm, I'm not attached to my identity is my name, um, but just for sake of ease of understanding um, I do love my name though, <laughs> and I think it is very resonant with who I am as a soul and as a human. So, anyways, um, there was a point in my life where I didn't know who I was. So how, if if we don't know who we are, if we don't know what our values are, if we don't know what we care about, if we don't know what our authentic expressions of joy, love, grief, pain, um, shame, like. If we don't know our authentic expressions of that, how do we know our truth? We don't. And if this is you, if this is where you're at right now, firstly, like, I'm so glad you're listening to this podcast. This might open up um, a completely new way of thinking for you and it might invite you into, um, yeah, some new practices, some new, new ways to discover who you are, discover what your truth is, discover what your values are. So, um, yeah, if we don't know these things about ourselves, then how do we know we're coming back to our truth? How do we know what is our truth? How can we decipher and discern what is true for us and what is not true for us? 
And um, for me, this practice began with questioning. <laughs> I think as a kid, I, I remember my mom telling me once that like I used to ask so many questions and always, why? <laughs> but why? And, you know, I know so many, so many kids are like that. Just need to have a sip of my tea. <clears throat> I don't know if you can hear that slurp, <clears throat> but that might either be really annoying or really satisfying. Here, let me, let me give you a little ASMR. <laughs> okay, I won't do that again for those of you who hate that. Um, so yeah, for me, questioning. Um, I, I think I was a very curious kid um, and always just wanted to know why. And I know that I'm not the only one. Um, it's, it's a way of learning, right? So for me, when I started to question, like firstly, what are my values? And I, um, I did, I was working with a business coach at one point when I was offering higher self. Um, and I was, I was doing this, um, like this exercise to figure out what my values were. And I'm like closing my eyes right now, visualizing the sheet of um, like the worksheet that we had and it had a massive list of different values and we circled you know what ones like immediately connected to us what words uh, we connected with um, and then you like narrow it down from there and so I ended up with um, community connection vulnerability and authenticity and funny enough at that point in my life I had none of those things. I was not being vulnerable. I was not being authentic. I had no community. And for me, that authenticity and vulnerability invites you into connection, into deeper, real, raw, more raw connection. I don't want to say what's real and what's not real because that's subjective. But um, I had I had none of those things. <laughs> I didn't feel really connected to anyone, even my partner that I was living with at the time. Like I felt so disconnected. And if I am not connected to myself, I cannot connect with anybody else <laughs> to the depth and the degree that I want to. And, you know, your version of connection, what that means, what that feels like might be very different from mine. For me, like surface level connections, just having a surface level conversation, like I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. It energetically drains the shit out of me. And if I meet someone and we have that surface level conversation, I'll be like, okay, I'm, I'm not talking to that person again. Um, not because they're a bad person, not because I don't like who they are, just because that if, if, if someone can't meet me in the depth of connection, that I desire to be met at, um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to force, I'm not going to push, you know, and everyone is capable of different levels of connection. Um, so for me, it's about finding people who can meet me where I'm at, can meet me in my depth. Um, so yeah, anyways, I was, I was living a life that was very surface level, very disconnected from myself because I didn't know. I didn't know who I was, but once I figured out these values and realized, wow, I am not living by these values, um, it was a kind of roadmap um, to figure out, okay, like how, what can I do 
uh, to create more community. And I, I actually don't want to start with community because that was the last, um, the last thing that I actually created and called into my life was the community. But um, the inner work is the most, um, the most important in order to create the aligned community and external environment. So um, let's start with vulnerability. I was so scared of being vulnerable, first and foremost, because I didn't know how to feel my feelings um, fully. I was scared to feel my feelings. um, And I was scared that if I shared because of experiences that I had in the past where I was really vulnerable and crying, um, the way that I remember it now is that people made fun of me and it wasn't pointing the finger ha ha you're crying that's stupid like it wasn't that kind of making fun of me it was a like oh my god you're always crying like you're always the first one to cry and like for me that that didn't create a feeling of safety um in my vulnerability right it told me and taught me that vulnerability is wrong um and i will be I will be either questioned about it or like there will be a joke made um, and there's just no safety. There was no safety in in that for me at that time in my life. And uh, so I I cut myself off. I cut myself off from that vulnerability. And, you know, it wasn't just that one experience, but that was um, that was the one that like sealed the deal, you know. Um, But what I what I found was I would only be as vulnerable as the people around me. Even when I desired more, I couldn't. I couldn't. I was so scared. And my biggest fear was that I wasn't going to be received, that people weren't going to understand me, that people weren't going to honor me and value my vulnerability. They were going to shame me for it, um, make a joke out of it, or just even make make it light when it's not light, you know? I'm like, oh, it's not that bad, you know? Instead of sitting in that um, vulnerability, that depth of emotion with me, um, I was scared that I was going to be rejected. And, you know, we are only, as human beings, we are only capable of holding people to the degree that we hold ourselves. So if somebody else doesn't know how to be vulnerable, how the heck am I going to feel safe well no how the heck (laughs) should I like why should I expect them to miraculously somehow be able to hold me in my depth when they don't even do that for themselves potentially yet you know um we can't and that's unfair it's unfair to to expect that from everybody um so what did I what did I do in order to create more alignment with this truth of vulnerability, desire to be more vulnerable. Um, I started to be vulnerable with myself. And that was through a lot of journaling practices um, where I, I wrote down, you know, whatever it is I was feeling. Um, would ask myself like, okay, well, why do I feel this? Why do I feel that? Who taught me this? Whose voice am I hearing? Um, and a lot of the time, the things that I had gathered (laughs) um been conditioned like the voices that i was hearing they weren't even my own 
So when I when I could realize like, oh, I, I know I am closed off to vulnerability because of this experience. So I was like, okay, can I see that experience for what it was? Um, feel the the rejection in the, in that specific situation with people kind of making light of my my tears um, and making fun of me in a sense. Can I can I see that for what it was? Can I feel the grief and the pain and the rejection from that? Um, and then can I come back to what is actually true? Can I find the root? And for me, like, I, I love being vulnerable and I love it when other people are vulnerable because um, me, that's, to me, that's us opening our hearts, that's sharing our, our selves with other people and that leads to deeper connection. And so all of these things I desired so deeply, but I didn't have in my life um, at the time. So anyways, um, yeah, the process to coming back to my truth, to even figuring out what my truth was, number one, is those values. And I'm going to see if I can find a link to like a sheet of values um, for anyone who's listening and you feel called to, um, yeah, feel called to explore and see what your values are. Um, I'm going to see if I can find a link that I can put in the in the description of the this episode so that you can yeah take a look and see so that would be my if if you are taking anything from this and um that would be my first thing is figure out what your values are what do you care about what's important to you and maybe you already know those things and if you do then sit with them and reflect back um or just reflect on your life and who you are and how you show up in the world, how you show up in your relationships, how you show up in your community, whatever those values are, and see how in alignment your life is with those values. Um, yeah. Once, once I started to embody those values um, within myself, first and foremost, and again, the, the community aspect Um, came a lot lot later Um, but once I started to embody that vulnerability within myself I started to hold myself while I was crying and grieving and feeling Um, and I also started to hold myself and witness myself experience my joy and that one was really hard for me because for me my expression of joy is very childlike you know when you or when I think of Um, a child that is just buzzing and exploding with joy. They're so expressive on their little faces and they're jumping around and their big arm movements, you know, they're so excited they can't contain it in their little bodies. That's what joy feels like for me. And um, I was so scared of being labeled childish uh, and immature for expressing my joy in the way that I wanted to, that it took a long time for me to even allow myself to experience that joy and express that joy um, behind closed doors. Yeah, when it was just me in front of my mirror. And I remember I remember that exploration phase. I was like, <laughs> am I making this up? Is this how I actually experience joy? Because it was so foreign in my body because I hadn't experienced joy like that since I was a child. Um, And uh, of course, like it it felt, it felt so weird, right? 
but the more that I did it, the more I figured out like what was authentic to me, what was true for me, what that authentic expression looked like. And for me, like when I think of my joy, I scrunch up my nose and I have a big smile, like squeeze my eyes closed and my shoulders raise up. I get my hands in little fists and I like, like shake around a little bit. Um, or I'll have like really open eyes and my eyebrows are really raised and my hands are like spread super wide. My fingers are spread super wide and I'm just like, oh, oh, so excited. So anyways, um, yeah, I had to, I had to relearn <laughs> how to experience that joy, that grief, those emotions, how to experience them in my body as myself in my truth, in my authenticity, which again is another one of my values is authenticity. Um, and once I was comfortable feeling those things by myself, there was then the layer, the added layer of being witnessed by other people in those expressions, in my vulnerability, in my authentic expression. Um, and for me, like I have always, and I still, I notice myself do this in, um, in some situations still. So there's still more, uh, you know, there could be more work, um, done in these areas of my life, but, um, where I am waiting for somebody else to invite me into vulnerability, to invite me into my authentic expression so that I know, and for me, it's, it's, I'm, I'm testing the waters and I'm seeing if the person that I'm talking to or connecting with is going to be a safe person for me to be vulnerable with, to be, um, my authentic self with. And here's the thing is like a lot of the time I'm not the only person waiting for that invitation um, in many situations that I have been in personally and that I have witnessed in people outside of me um, both people both parties have been waiting for the other person and both parties are too scared to be the first one to be vulnerable or be the first one to show their the fullness of their expression the fullness of their joy or whatever um, they've been too scared, so it hasn't happened. And then there's this like s kind of surface level to the connection, even though both people are desiring to go way deeper and to be more honest and to be more open and to be seen in their emotional expression or whatever it is. So what I had to learn is yes, some people I'm like, oh, I immediately feel safe with you. I love you. This is great, let's go deep. But a lot of people, a lot of situations, um, I have to be the one that invites the other person. I have to be the one that shows people, hey, I have met myself in, in, in this depth, um, so I invite you to show me that depth within you as well. Um, and almost, almost, I'm going to say most times um, that is received so well. I have had so many people in my life say like new people that I've just had like one or two conversations with say like, 
I don't know why, but I feel so safe with you. I feel like I can tell you anything. I've had people, when I worked in the crystal store in Harrison, I had so many people walk into that store, tell me their whole life story, cry in my arms, and then be like, oh my God, I don't even know you. And yet here you are holding me, like rubbing my back <laughs> as I'm sobbing in your arms. Like, I feel so safe with you. Um, and that is a reflection of my own ability to invite other people into vulnerability and into their own authentic expression. Um, so that was another layer of, of learning. And, and I still, I still struggle sometimes, um, that this is by no means, uh, me saying like, I have conquered this mountain and I'm never going to struggle with it again. Like, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Am I much better at it than I used to be? Fuck yes. And the, the quality of my relationships and the community that is surround that I'm surrounded by is reflected. Um, it's, it's reflected, uh, by that consistency in inviting in vulnerability and authenticity and thus creating deeper connection. So yeah. Um, <laughs> coming back to that truth. Um, values, <laughs> the embodiment of those values. Um, okay, I'm going to bring a more, more present kind of situation that I'm experiencing. Um, so recently, um, I shared a reel um, of me struggling with morning sickness and nausea in my first trimester. And I got some really beautiful, really beautiful responses um, the first kind of day that I posted it. And uh, I had this really amazing, um, like, quantum healing session. I'm going to say healing. I'm not really vibing with the word healing right now. Um, let's say quantum work session. Um, and I, the, the kind of archetype in me that I was addressing throughout that session was my people pleaser, my good girl archetype. Um, that version of me who does everything right so that she never gets in trouble. And um, when I sat in that session, when I sat with that version of me, she's about 14, um, she just doesn't want to get in trouble. She's so scared of getting in trouble. She's so scared of doing something wrong and people yelling at her, people um, accusing her of doing the wrong thing and calling her names and pretty much just being attacked. So she would rather um, tiptoe around everyone else, filter everything that she says uh, in order to be loved and accepted. And that's all she wants. All she wants is that love and that acceptance. And um, so in this session, I, I sat with her and I gave her that love and acceptance. And uh, the woman that I had the session with, Hannah, I'll put her Instagram in the show notes. She's amazing. I'm doing her 12-week program that starts in a couple of weeks. Anyways, um, I uh, she said to me, 
um she was like yeah like she guided me through that uh you know what does that that good girl what does she actually want and you know I just said like she just wants to be loved (laughs) she just wants to be accepted she wants to know that she's allowed to do things her way and um even if it's in quotations the wrong way she she gets to learn from it and she's not going to be shamed and scolded um and uh yeah when I think back to my life as a child I got in trouble a lot I don't know why (laughs) like thinking back like I don't know why um I don't know if I was actually doing things wrong or if I was just not doing what my parents wanted me to do if what I was doing was dysregulating to my parents I don't know (laughs) I don't know um but as a teenager baby I learned how to people please (laughs) I learned how to people please and I found that I got in trouble a lot less I got yelled at a lot less um so I was like yes this works like I'm getting the love that I want now I'm not getting yelled at um and same thing with like in school you know when you do the right thing you get an A plus when you get it wrong you fail you know and you know some some teachers would kind of make a an example out of the kids who weren't listening and obeying and whatnot so anyways makes sense that that good girl that lives within me is about 14 years old because that was when I learned like okay this is how I receive love this is how I can get the love that I need um so anyways (laughs) little mini tangent there um I I express like uh I'm scared to not be that people pleaser to not be that good girl because I am scared of being attacked I'm scared of being like getting in trouble and uh (laughs) she said to me oh you're gonna get attacked (laughs) and I was like what (laughs) that is not what I expected to hear and she was like yeah you're gonna get attacked what's important is for you to come back to your own truth come back to what is true for you Um, and you know clear your energy field of all of the other people's voices and projections and opinions and come back to yourself your center um and the next day after that session the next day my very short reel sharing a very vulnerable experience um when i share reel it shares to instagram and facebook at the same time um on facebook it started getting a lot of attention and I want to first say like there's probably like 75 80% of the comments are loving and supportive and other women sharing their experiences but then the other 25 20% um, of people are they were in quotations attacking me either projecting um, trying to hurt my feelings whatever they were doing um, just not being supportive and they didn't get they didn't get what I was trying to say they didn't they didn't a lot of people didn't like that I set a boundary in that where I said like I don't need advice um because I had already gotten the support that I needed um but anyways the very next day I had the opportunity and this is what it was the opportunity to embody the teachings that I had just received in that quantum 
work session. And I was so shocked. I was like, of course, the next day, (laughs) the next day. So in that situation, because we've talked about, you know, what it, what is the foundation of our truth? Um, And values is a key aspect of that and how we, how we express in the world is a key aspect of that. But um, that was another, that was another way to, to practice that coming back to my truth. How do I come back to my truth in that moment when people are telling me, um, you know, why would you do this? Why would you post this? Like, this is so inauthentic and attention seeking and whatever people were saying like if you're posting this and asking I I don't even want to get into the comments because it doesn't matter um but how did I how did I come back to my truth in those moments where my nervous system was activated I I remember opening like seeing that I got a notification and like, I don't have notifications that pop up onto my screen. Um, but it's just like, if I go into the Instagram app and I look at my notifications in the app, um, I can see like new comment on Facebook. And so every time I saw that, oh, my body tensed and tightened. And I was like, my heart started racing. My hands started getting sweaty. I was in that fight or flight, um, response, nervous system response. Um, so how do I come back to my truth in those moments where people are, people are pretty much doing exactly what I was afraid that they were going to do? Um, firstly, in that moment, nervous system regulation, after a few hours of reading mean comments and trying to, in some of them, not defend myself, but yeah, defend myself, explain, explain myself so that. Um, other people could understand me, which is also people pleasing. Um, I I turned off the comments. I turned it to friends only because all of my friends and the people that I shared it with on Instagram were so loving and so supportive, and a lot of the strangers were too. Um, but I was like, having my comments section on Facebook to friends only, that feels safe. And my body immediately softened um, and opened a little bit. So that that was the first thing. Um, just because like we can have the comments on, um, and we can be, in quotations, the bigger person and take whatever is thrown at us, doesn't mean we have to. Doesn't mean we have to. Like, it felt so good <laughs> to block those people that were just, they were just um, committed to misunderstanding me and standing in their own truth and like, good for them. But that also doesn't mean that I have to take it. It also doesn't mean that I have to receive it. Um, I can, I can create safety for myself. And in that situation, it was, you know, turn the comments off. And then once the comments were off and no more were coming in, Um, It was a lot easier for me to sit with my body, to breathe, to slow my heart rate down, to remind myself. Um, I actually sat in my living room and I looked around in this room, in the room, and I was like, okay, there is no immediate threat to my life in these physical surroundings. I am safe. (laughs) I am safe in the space that I am in. I am safe here. I am in my home. I am safe. 
and that allowed my body to become safe. And then coming back to my truth, my truth of why did I post that video? Was I attention seeking? Was I, did I make that post just to get a bunch of views? No, <laughs> my stuff does not get very many views, okay? Um, so for me, that was like an anomaly that that many people saw my video. I was like, ah, <laughs> what is happening? Stop it, stop it. Um, that, that was not my in intention. And, you know, the people who have been following me on social media for a while now, um, I would like to think, know that my intention is to show up in my values, right? To show up vulnerably, to show up authentically so that I can create deeper, real, raw connections and thus create community, whether that's in person or online. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would like to think that that is easy to read from what I share and for, for those of you who consistently witness my, my shares. Um, so anyways, I, I asked myself, okay, why did I post that? Like, why did I post that? And for me, I've never seen a video of somebody sobbing over a toilet, sweating, um, and snotty and struggling to eat anything because they're struggling so much with their nausea and, um, morning slash all day sickness. I haven't seen that. Um, I saw one video, <laughs> one video, um, where, and this was after I already posted mine, but where, uh, a woman was, it was a very aesthetic and beautiful video, video, um, very beautiful, um, where, yeah, she was just in this, like, matching, beautiful, like, kind of undies and bralette set, and the lighting was all beautiful, and her bathroom was all beautiful, and she was just, like, slowly, um, like, laying on the toilet and just, like, changing her position, um, which, yeah, that could be her authentic expression of, um, her morning sickness, right? But for me, it was a lot uglier <laughs> than that. It was a lot uglier. And um, also the, the layer that a lot of women don't tell people that they're pregnant in the first trimester, except for maybe their partner and their like closest, closest circle. And sometimes not even then, right? Um, like I remember my friend once, um, the most recent time that she was pregnant, she didn't tell me until she was 11 weeks. Um, so, and a lot of women have to go to work full time while they're pregnant and experiencing this nausea and sickness and like nobody in the worlds that I'm a part of currently, um, I haven't seen people talk openly about it and support each other in that and just just witness each other in that you know and say like I see you this is hard and I see you um so I wanted to create that yeah that was what was true for me in that moment was I want to talk about this I want to show people what it looks like when I am suffering in this because I know that I'm not the only one. And if I can share this and make one woman, one woman feel 
less alone in her experience, then I have done my job. So that was my truth. So, you know, um, every time I thought about other people's voices in, in that situation, I just came back to, nope, my truth. My truth, what feels true for me and in my body, because my body can tell when I'm lying. <laughs> my body doesn't feel safe and soft and open when I'm lying. It feels very tense and closed and scared. <laughs> um, so coming back to my truth and what feels true in my body is that I posted that for the women who are going to see it and who have seen it and thought, thank God I'm not the only one. Thank God I'm not alone in this experience because I feel alone. And like, I could cry. I could cry thinking about that because that's how true that feels in my body. So, um, that is like a lived example of coming back to my truth. Um, and there's another, another thing that I was kind of saying before, um, that, uh, I could go into, but I was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm ready <laughs> to talk about that. Um, but I have, I've recorded a podcast episode on it, um, that I will share when I do feel ready. Um, but it is again, something that I'm like, oh baby, oh baby, I'm gonna get some backlash. I'm gonna get some backlash. Ah! um and right now a lot of fear a lot of fear i know that i'm gonna share that episode on a day where i am so fiery and i am so in my power and i'm like nobody can penetrate the walls of my energy field nobody can get in here um and that is not right now that's not yet, and that is okay. <laughs> um, but I know that that's going to be another invitation for me to stand even more firmly in my truth, to continuously come back uh, to my truth again and again and again, and release the external noise, release the outside voices, release the projections, the anger, the pointing the finger, the accusations, the whatever is going to happen. Um, and, you know, some people have asked me, like, why would you put yourself through that? And the truth is, I don't have to. I don't have to. And <laughs> what is true for me is that I want to. I want to. And no matter how hard it's going to be, um, there's a, a layer, there's a level, a degree, <laughs> a part of me, geez, there's a part of me that feels like I do have to. And when I sit, I'm going to do this right now, when I sit and I close my eyes and I think what, what part of me or how would it feel if I didn't share this thing that I'm going to share. Immediately, I felt a sinking feeling in my heart. I felt a sinking feeling in my heart, and my gut feels heavy. 
And that is my body's way of telling me like that that feels wrong. And even sitting with the fear of what if people attack me, point the finger, whatever, accuse me of X, Y, Z, um, yell at me, get mad at me. <laughs> um, when I think about, you know, how, like, how would it feel to share that and to express that and to be able to talk openly about that. Oh, like my head is back, my chest and my throat is open. Oh, and like, it's just a big sigh of relief. And that is what's true for my body and for me. So yeah, I don't have to put myself through that experience of being attacked and having to come back to my truth and stand firm in that and remind myself, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. I don't have to. If I want to live in alignment with my body and the way my body communicates with me, then I will have to. If I want to honor my body and what's going to feel best, then I will have to. <laughs> and that might not be your truth. Yeah? For you, you know, sharing something where you're scared that somebody is going to attack you for it, get mad at you, X, Y, Z, um, might not feel, you might not feel expansive and open at all. That might be a full body fuck no. And that's the beauty of connecting with our own truths and ourselves and what is important and what matters for us is um, it's different for everybody. And there is no one right truth. There is all our own unique individual truths. Um, and, ugh, and, that truth can change based on who we are in each moment, based on what, you know, if we're operating from wounding and then we clear that and um, embody a new way of being, then our truth might change, right? Um, so there's like just infinite possibility when it comes to standing in our truth and knowing what our truth is um it can always change it's based on our beliefs based on our values based on everything about us so um i think that that was a pretty good full conversation on that <laughs> um in this moment i don't feel like there's much to add Yeah, gentle recap is knowing the truth of who we are first and foremost is important because uh, how can we know our truth when we don't know the truth of who we are and how we operate in the world and what we care about um, because our actions are reflections and extensions of that truth, right? Just like I shared that action of sharing that video, that's an extension of my truth. That is me embodying and operating from that truth. So, um, yeah, if you're in a, in a place where uh, you're like, I don't know what my truth is, like, uh, again, I'll, I'll try to find 
um, like a values list for you to look through. Um, that's definitely where I would say to start or even sit and write your own list of things that you care about. Um, and then once you write that list, see if you can categorize. Yeah, see if there's like um, patterns and themes. Um, you know, so like community, friendship, partnership, or maybe partnership's a little different, but community, friendship, like socializing, whatever. Um, those things are in the same category, right? So narrowing it down to see, to get about four, five, um, and see if, see if you can do that on your own first and foremost. And then if you're struggling, um, yeah, look at the values sheets. Um, and if you already know where you're at in terms of your values and your truth, and you already know exactly who you are and exactly what you care about and exactly the way that you want to operate in the world, but you're still kind of stuck. Um, and you find yourself, you know, in misaligned places or in conversations um, and friendships. For me, like I stayed in friendships for a lot longer than felt good in my body uh, because of my own fear, you know. Um, and in order to call in the aligned friendships, I had to release the old ones that were out of alignment and were not supportive for either of us. Um, so, yeah reflect on um, why, why it is you're struggling to show up in spaces uh, where you are standing in your truth, you are speaking your truth, you're sharing your truth, and that can be in person, in your relationships, in your closest friendships, um, at work, uh, in your like physical reality, it can also be online if you have the desire, because not everyone has the desire to share openly online and, you know, honoring, honoring how we're all different and our truth is different. Um, and then, yeah, you might have to do something scary. You might have to do something scary that is, um, it's like the uh, risk versus reward. You might have to do something scary, take a little risk, like I had to do with a lot of my, um, connections and relationships and just a lot of moments where I had to invite the other person into vulnerability first and that was really scary because I didn't know if they were going to receive me I didn't know if they were going to be able to hold me um, you might have to do something like that you might have to be the first person to speak up yeah you might have to be the first person to talk about the things that you want to talk about and you might have to get uncomfortable or you might have to get comfortable <laughs> with being uncomfortable for shorter periods of time and then receiving the reward of that um, whatever that truth brings in for you uh, you might have to go through a few different friendships a few different connections and conversations where the other person can't meet you or the other person doesn't want to talk about what you want to talk about or you have very different views from the other person um, but if you are not sharing your truth, then they don't know what your truth is either, right? Um, I like to visualize it as a lighthouse. When I navigate the world as Eden in her truth, um, I am a lighthouse that shows people, hey, hi, this is me, 
this is who I am. If you like me and you're like me, <laughs> if you resonate with me, come on over. You know, um, I will show you the way. I'm I'm gonna be here lighting the way. You know, but if I if I don't, I'm a lighthouse with no light. You know, in the middle of the sea and no one can see me. So, yeah. <laughs> um, it is a really beautiful and sometimes hard and challenging uh, practice. Yeah. But very rewarding. Like, the most, the most rewarding. My life has never been better <laughs> than it is right now because of the alignment that I have with my values. Um, yeah, I have almost everything that I want. I have everything that I want in terms of, um, partnership, in terms of friendships, community, in terms of where I live, um, for, for the version of me that I am in this moment. Um, so. As always, thank you for listening. I hope that there was something for you to take away and, uh, yeah, take away from this. Um, and maybe, maybe not, and that's okay too. Uh, maybe it's just helped you stand more firm in your truth that, meh, I don't need that. <laughs> but whatever it is, um, yeah, I hope you got what you needed from this. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for witnessing. Um, thank you for, yeah, making it this far. I, I see you. I honor you. I appreciate you. And I am very grateful that you're listening. <laughs>